Megan Logan stood before the freestanding oval wooden-framed cheval mirror in her bedroom, wondering if the blue-green dress she was trying on should be shortened for her party. The bedroom was stuffy and hot, not conducive to trying on clothes. Old houses like this one had no air conditioning. Her mother had inherited the big white house on the lake from Megan's grandmother, Martha. Her family had moved in just three months before, after her grandmother's death. Megan still missed her. Normally, the breeze off the water cooled the house, but during this heat wave, even the breeze was oven warm. The silky fabric of the dress clung uncomfortably to her moist skin, but she had to check out the dress. Her sweet 16 party was coming up soon, a week from Sunday, and there was still a lot to do. All of her friends were excited about the party, but no one more than Megan. Sweeping her thick dark hair up away from her shoulders, Megan surveyed the turquoise dress with a critical eye. Wasn't the full short skirt half an inch too long? It might make her look shorter than she actually was. Maybe she should buy higher heels. Justin was tall enough. Not that she'd asked him yet to be her date, but she would. Any day now. Hillary and Jenny had said it was up to her to ask. It was her choice. But there was nothing to choose. It had to be Justin Carr. As if on cue, the blue telephone on her nightstand rang. Hello? Hi, it's Justin. Oh, hi. So, are you hitting the books in preparation for the bio quiz tomorrow? Old Ollie had that gleam in his eye today when he warned us about it. You know, that look he gets when he's been plotting the attack of the killer quiz? Boy, how that guy loves to see us sweat. He didn't have to do anything to get us to do that today. <laughs> Sorry, poor choice of words. Who needs help in that department now that Lakeside has become the overpowering inferno? <laughs> I just opened my book a minute ago. Are you ready for the quiz? <laughs> Meg, I was born ready. Lots of people are blowing it off. There are tons of people out on the lake. I guess it's cooler out there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I heard Karen Tucker's laugh, and she's in Ollie's class. Well, if she's planning on batting her eyelashes and telling him her book fell in the water and got ruined so she couldn't study, <laughs> she better get real. Ollie isn't impressed by those sexy types. Sexy? You think she's sexy? Well, she's got a great figure. And she has the art of flirting down to a science. Yeah, I guess she's sexy. Megan? You still there? Yes, I'm here. Good. Got awfully quiet there for a minute. I thought I lost you. Listen, Justin, I can't sit here and talk to you all night. You may have this quiz aced, but I don't. I've, I've got to go. Oh, okay. See you at lunch tomorrow? Sure. I mean, I guess so. I always do. See you at lunch, I mean. Oh. Megan, are you okay? Sure. I'm fine. Just hyper about the quiz, that's all. I'd better go. See you tomorrow. The minute she hung up, Megan was angry with herself. Why hadn't she asked Justin about the party? It was only 11 days away, and the birthday girl still didn't have a date. She got up from her bed, smoothing out the turquoise skirt, and turned on her lights and her radio. Justin Carr, tall and thin, with sandy, wavy hair, and smiling gray eyes behind his wire-rimmed glasses. During the past year, Justin had become one of her best friends. He made her laugh, and he listened. Most boys didn't. He never teased her about preferring jazz to rock music, or for taking long walks by herself, or for being late to class because she'd stopped to pick wildflowers. She had fallen in love with him for that. But she still hadn't asked him to be her date for the party, because she couldn't really believe that he'd be interested. Just then, 
Megan became aware of the announcer's voice we on the radio, cutting into the music. This special report just in. There has been a serious automobile accident at Sutter's Bend, west of town. Three people have been taken by emergency medical services to Lakeside Medical Center after their vehicle hit a utility pole. Residents are urged to avoid the area as live wires pose a safety threat. The names of the injured, whose families have been notified, are sisters Jennifer and Barbara Wynn, ages 16 and 15, and Catherine Cabot, 16. We'll have more on this accident in our full local news roundup at 7 o'clock. And now, back to the music. Megan stood stock still in the center of the room, frozen in shock. Jenny? And Barb? And Cappy? Hurt? She couldn't move. A serious accident, the announcer had said. How serious? Megan stared out at the lake, empty now of boats and people in the gathering dusk. Everything was peaceful and quiet. Everything, except for the suffocating heat, was as it always was. Except that something horrible had just happened. Hello? Meg, is that you? It's me, Hillary. Megan, say something. Phil, Jenny and Barb. I know. I heard. That's why I'm calling. What could have happened? Jenny's a really good driver. My dad thinks a tire blew. He said that when the pavement's hot, it's hard on tires. He said a blowout on such a big car would make it really hard to control. Gosh, Hill, this is awful. Have you heard how bad they're hurt? No, not yet. But it sounds really bad. I just can't believe it. Jenny was so excited this afternoon. She'd asked Rob Lyle to your party, and he'd said yes. Meg, I, I can't talk about this anymore. Call me if you hear anything, okay? I will. You too. Megan sat on the bed, lost in shock and disbelief. Was it really true? She couldn't stand to think about her friends in pain, maybe even dead. No, the announcer hadn't mentioned a fatality, but injured was bad enough. Shaking, she got up to remove the party dress. That made her wonder if Jenny had found the perfect party dress she'd been hunting for, and Megan burst into tears. <laughs> Suddenly, Megan felt the temperature in her room plunge. The lights dimmed, sending the room into near darkness. Megan clutched at a bedpost, her mouth and eyes wide open. What was happening? She was about to bolt for the door when... Why are you crying, Megan Logan? I said, why are you crying? Slowly, Megan looked around the room. There was no one in it but her. But when her eyes moved to the big oval mirror, she gasped and stood transfixed, completely and utterly terrified. Instead of her own image, the glass was filled with a wispy, shadowy plume, faintly purple in color, weaving gently back and forth in the frame. Gradually, the plume began to take on a vaguely human shape. Megan felt her heart racing. I've fallen asleep. I'm having a nightmare. I asked why you were crying. You look very sad. Megan was freezing. The air coming in the window behind her was toaster warm. Yet within her room, it was as cold as an underground cavern. Every inch of her body was paralyzed with fear. What's going on? What's happening? I need to talk to you, Megan Logan. Don't be scared. I won't hurt you. Who are you? What are you? I am Juliet. No, this isn't happening. This can't be happening. 
Megan sank down on the bed, shivering. The room was so cold. Without taking her eyes off the mirror, she reached slowly out and pulled the comforter from her bed, wrapping herself in it. Go away! Whoever, whatever you are, I don't want you here. You don't belong here. I can't. I've got to talk to you, Megan. And you've got to listen to me. It's important. I've waited so long. So very long. Waited? Where? Where did you come from? I come from another time. Another place. I'm here now. That's all that matters. How did you get into that mirror? The mirror isn't important. It doesn't mean anything. I'm only using it so you can see me. But I don't want to see you. I don't want you here. Just go away. Please, Megan, please. All I ask is that you listen. It would mean so much to me. That's a pretty dress you're wearing. A party dress. You're getting ready for your party? Huh? You're wondering how I know about your birthday. I know because it's my birthday too. We share that. That's one of the reasons I can talk to you. But we weren't born in the same year. When? When were you born? 1930. 1930? 61 years ago? That dress really is pretty. I had a new dress for my 16th birthday party too. My dress was blue like yours, but a darker shade. Like the night sky. It was taffeta. It crackled when I walked. I loved that sound. I was having an orchestra at my party, and colored lanterns strung above the lawn, and napkins with my initials on them. But I never had my party. It was canceled. Canceled? Why? There was an accident. A bad one. An accident? A boating accident. Out there on the lake, in that cove just around the bend. Do you know the place? Megan knew it well. Most lake people avoided it because of the rocks, some jutting up above the water, most hidden beneath it. The cove had a history of boat wrecks and drownings. Was Juliet saying she was a part of that tragic history? Our boat hit a rock. I was thrown overboard and knocked unconscious. By the time I was pulled from the water, it was too late. I never made it to my party. But that was all a long time ago. Forty-six years ago. Such a long time. I would have been 16 the day of my party. Like you, Megan. Sweet 16. I'd been planning that party for ages. I was sure it meant all the fun would begin. I was pretty. And so very popular. But that horrid accident took my life from me before I ever had a chance to live it. No, oh no. But this isn't happening. This is not happening. <laughs> Oh, dear. I've made you cry again. I shouldn't have upset you. I'll leave now. But I'll come back another time. Thank you for listening to me, Megan. Most people wouldn't have. <laughs> and before Megan could cry out, the light in the mirror dimmed and went out, and the mirror was clear again.
There was nothing in it but the reflection of a girl seated on the bed in the now bright light, shaking violently beneath a blue print quilt, her face streaked with tears.